You're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and it is Friday, and I'm so excited to have my guest, Carrie Connolly, with me today. I know you will enjoy hearing Carrie's story. But before we go there, I would like you to share this out with your friends, whomever, because as we know in Unique Leaders Live, not only is there success in their story, but there's so many pieces to their story that will not only resonate with you, but others that will be listening. So if you could right now, share this out, share this out. It is um, live on uh, YouTube and it will be a podcast by early next week. So there'll be many opportunities to listen to not, uh, to Carrie's story, but I truly would like you to do that to, right now. If you could just share this out so other people can uh, listen to Carrie's story live. Carrie is a speaker, a coach, a business and life coach, and just an all-around gem of a person. And I really, as I said, I'm looking forward to visiting with Carrie and hearing about her story. Unique Leaders came from a time when people needed to have encouragement. And so I started an interviewing and uh, asking people to share their own stories. They say that uh, success leads clues. I don't want clues. I want the whole enchilada. So I want to bring my guest back to the beginning of their lives of who they are and share that story. Because people ask me all the time, how did I know to do a skincare line? How did I know to move to Texas from New York? Those are all part of my story. So you will glean this information from Carrie Conley in her unique leader story. So without further ado, I'd like to invite you in to visit and meet Carrie Conley. Hey, hello, Ms. Carrie. Hello. Pardon me? Thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Truly, my pleasure, Carrie. You know, we know many people together. My dear friend Jan Goss um, commented when she saw the uh, promo piece to Unique Leaders with you. She goes, I love Carrie. And you yeah. too, Megan. <laughs> Yes. I saw so, the lovely faces in your intro, Megan. So many people that I know. I'm honored to be here. Well, it is, as I said, a true, true blessing and a joy to have you with me, Carrie. Mm -hmm. uh, now, as I shared with you, Unique Leaders is all about you. It's not about me. It's all about you. And with that said, you know, you know, people, even our dear friend Sharon Lecter, when, you know, she was on uh, unique leaders. I know a lot about Sharon. I know a lot about her life, but to hear it from a personal place, it's very different than reading someone's bio. Yes. So hearing that beginning stage of one's life and trend, you know, that trajectory to where they are today. Right. So let's go back to young Carrie. <laughs> where did you grow up and a little bit about your childhood and where you, you where you began? Uh, it's interesting how you're asking about young Carrie because I have a birthday coming up next month. So I'm not feeling so young anymore, but um, thank you for asking. So I grew up in Denver, Colorado and um, now live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I moved here almost seven years ago and, you know, grew up in a 
the all-American type family, you know, two parents and a younger brother, um, you know, did the whole thing and loved my childhood. And just early on, just started figuring out that I was always a really inter introspective young girl. And it's interesting to me really think about her. And that's been popping up more and more lately because I lost a part of that for many, many years. I became very pushed to be extroverted and uh, liked. And I think that's pretty normal for girls, especially when they start becoming 14, 15 years old, or maybe even younger now. Um, but the older I get now, Megan, the more I really like being more introspective. Oh, I'm just totally botching that word. You know what I mean? Introspective. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I tend to be more of a deep thinker than I am as extroverted as I used to be. So it's kind of interesting how we come full circle, right? Very much so. Yes, I was sharing with a friend just recently a very similar statement that you just made is that uh, I've been taking the last couple of months, Carrie, and even though I'm working on projects, which I'm sure you are too, I'm spending a lot of time by myself, yeah. by choice, to yes. really go within and really think about what is the next step really going to look like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I say this all the time when I speak and especially with my clients that, you know, at the end of the day, we have as humans, one big common denominator. And that denominator is that we all want to know that we made a difference yes. in, in other people's lives before we leave this earth, right? It's just, it's that burning desire we all have, mm -hmm. no matter what path we choose. I think that's really what it is. And so I think it's interesting, the older we get, the more we go within, because we start really questioning, you know, am I really following a path that is going to leave the legacy that I want to leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you were in Colorado as a, a child um, or a young adult, you mm -hmm. went to college there. Did you stay there for a while? Uh, actually, I, I met my husband in high school. We started dating the end of my junior year and followed him to college to Oklahoma. And we got married right out of college and ended up living in Oklahoma for about a year and then moved back to Colorado because my husband loved it so, so much. Mm -hmm. And obviously our parents were there and we wanted to raise our kids there. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I ended up there and stayed there for many, many years. Uh, my husband w went into corporate sales when we were raising our family and did very, very well. Mm -hmm. I went into, um, advertising and marketing and working the nine to five gig, Megan, and I didn't do it very well. <laughs> As entrepreneurs, you know, we don't like the, the nine to five structure. So, um, so along the way, before we had our kids, I had a woman come into my life that was my first mentor. And she was the first person ever in my life that told me that I was never going to fit that mold. And this was, of course, the late 80s when everybody was, you know, going up the corporate ladder because that's what we were told to do. Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Get the college degree, get the good job, work up the ladder. I was changing jobs every two years thinking that I just hadn't found the right job. And she was the first person who said to me, yeah, you need to figure out what it is you want your life to look like and follow a different path. Wow. So my story goes, Megan, that I did that. I took a day off from work. And with a legal pad of paper, very, very quiet and still, I wrote out in great detail in every area of my life what I dreamed it to be. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wrote my vision out on paper, super clear about what kind of person I wanted to be, what kind of mom I wanted to be when we had kids. Um, I wrote out several ideas around being an entrepreneur because I really didn't know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those things I wrote for the first time ever out of my head that day, I wrote that someday I wanted to teach other people how to write their vision and how to goal set. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I still have those pieces of paper. I show them sometimes when I speak. Mm-hmm. What I know happened that day, Megan, and, and why I do what I do now is that I I have come to know that that day God and I were talking. I was lining up with the universe and I was being shown what was coming for me and what what my purpose was. Right. What a gift, Carrie. Yes. And I, that during this season right now, I'm sure you're uh, you speak to many people that are in transition. One because they're forced to it, and two because they because things are changing, they're recognizing like that woman said to you, you're never going to fit in, or this is not going to be your path. So they're being forced to do this and how wise and how with that clarity, because we all know it's that visualization and putting it down on tablets. What a, what a wonderful thing to share with our guests that, that you did that at that point in time. Yes. Yeah. That was, you know, many, many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what happened after that is we started having our kids. I had a son and then two years later I had my daughter. And during that time, I was introduced to the first path of entrepreneurial world that I took. And that was in the, the industry of network marketing. So I jumped into that while raising my kids was very successful in that had a large team of people. Mm -hmm. And one thing I told them to do from day one, Megan, was they needed to write their vision really clearly and big on paper. Because I knew that if they didn't have a really big why, they were going to quit on me in about a week. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, because it's it's tough, especially going into the industry of network marketing in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of misconceptions about it. My family, of course, thought I was crazy. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you need a really powerful, big, just like air to breathe type vision to get through all of the things. And so um, eight years ago, I expanded and decided to start teaching curriculum around why you need to have this powerful vision, all the things it fixes in your life, which is just about everything. And and then specifically how to write it um, that is different than what most other people do. Yes. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old was she? Uh, Elizabeth is asking, "How old were you?" And at, at, at well, in 1988, I don't know if a lady, uh-huh. would guess, but yeah. <laughs> I was about 27 years old. Well, that's you know, Carrie. I don't normally share personal things, uh, but our con- our connection is amazing. Yes. I was 26, and I needed a car, and I needed money because my uh, life had changed so dramatically. It's a long story. I'm not going to go into that. But I started selling Tupperware (laughs) and because they offered a car. Right. And the road to the car was not that difficult. And so I said, "Okay, I'll do this. Not interested in selling plastic bowls, but I'll do this. And I learned in that same time frame what you just said, that my purpose is to help others find their their passion and their vision and to help them actualize that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's everything. You know, I tell people that I now know that my purpose is to help people find their purpose mm-hmm. or to get attached to it. I, I don't think you find your purpose. It's always there. It's just a matter of, yes. um, of lining up with it like I did, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing really what I was doing. Um, it was just 
my calling. Mm -hmm. So, so now the past eight years, what has happened is our life has changed drastically. Um, Lost my husband to suicide in 2014. And then three years later, lost my 25 year old son also to suicide. So now the, you know, and and here's what I, what my point is about why I think God showed me at that point in my life, how important it was to have a vision was because he knew this was coming. And had I not been anchored, so, so anchored in my calling and my vision, um, I could have drifted really, really easily. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now my daughter, who's 27 and married and had a baby a year ago, is now speaking with me. We co-authored a book together in 2019 uh, entitled Keep Looking Up. Uh, Tells a little bit of our story, but it's really, we wanted the book to be a tool for people going through their own adversity or trying to help somebody else. So it's 11 chapters of what we've learned in the journey. And we'll probably have to refresh the book because we've learned a lot more in the past few years. Mm-hmm. So so that's our mission now is that we we continue to talk about why vision is everything, why you need to know what your purpose is and why you matter. Mm-hmm. And um, together, she and I launched a program in January called Vision is Victory Academy for Young Adults. Wonderful. Um, oh, wonderful. Yes. And so she and your daughter's name is? Laurel. Laurel. And Laurel lives in Oklahoma, I believe. He does. Yeah. yeah. So then you go back and forth from Oklahoma to Arizona. Yes. I have an apartment here in Scottsdale and I have an apartment in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. uh, because when I go, I stay for, you know, a good length of time, 10 days to two weeks sure. so that um, we can work together on projects mm-hmm. and I can help out with my grandson who's just a pistol. Uh, <laughs> and his name is? Price. Price. Yes. So you're enjoying that little guy, I'm sure. Oh, yes. So much. Yes. So, you know, you mentioned working with Laurel and uh, with tragedy, but having um, the foundation and the roots Mm. of who you are, what you are and what your purpose and passion, uh, what your purpose is and your passion is as well. And to take it to others. Um, and so with that, you know, as I shared with you, Carrie, this is, you know, Unique Leaders was birthed out of um, a time when we were all in a very uncertain period. Right. And um, I saw on Facebook a friend of mine who um, is a videographer and very talented young woman. And in um, May of I guess it would have been, I don't know, but it was like 2017, 18, her son, right after graduating, um, right before going to college, was uh, in a a near-death car accident and could have died very easily, but he ended up a paraplegic. And she herself is um, on a mission, not only to help him, but to find alternative sources. And she's just a very, uh, very interesting person, but a very charismatic person. And she put on Facebook that she was going to, uh, she was putting together, I should say, a directory for alternative medical practitioners. So like you're sharing, her why was to help others uh, who are in situations that needed help. Right. And um, so I, it's something said in my head you know, ask her to come on. We were playing around with StreamYard. We were trying to figure it out. And uh, 
my staff, as I said, was on with me with our pop-up shop, but I wanted to expand with it. But when she shared that, something went into my head saying, just invite her on. And so she did. And the response to her show or segment was extraordinary because it wasn't just about the fact that she's a lovely person and articulate, but it was also people seeking help, yes. just help. And, and yes. help is a, a broad term, you know, yes. a broad word. But um, back to you, ladies, you know, um, that that not just the why, you know, of why why are we doing what we're doing, but to help others navigate is extraordinary because there's so many people, everyone, it's a human condition of navigating through the, the uh, waters of life. Yeah. And it's just exemplary to take that and work with it and help others, but mm -hmm. also younger people as well. Yeah. Well, they are my heart. They're our passion project. And, and there's so many reasons. Obviously, personally, sure. I feel very connected to them. Um, I understand how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. because I'm around them a lot because of my son and my daughter. And I also did some focus groups with some of them to find out, you know, what they were really struggling with before we created this um, program that we launched in January. We wanted to know. And what's happening in general, mm -hmm. yes. they're coming through a, a system that doesn't teach them at a very early age that they have a purpose and to figure out what that is mm -hmm. and be empowered to be that, that person. Yeah. Instead, what we do in general is we take them at a very young age and little by little tell them who they are, what they should do with their life. What are the most important jobs out there to get? What kind of college path to follow? Right. So, mm -hmm. so they, they, they come out of college getting the jobs mm -hmm. and about six months to a year, Kind of looking around, going, why? What happened? <laughs> yes, what this happened? Prepared my entire life for. They're not happy. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't even know how to figure it out or why it's important. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, a lot of them really drift and they make the wrong choices of trying to figure things out. Some of them, of course, very uh, epidemic, of course, with depression, anxiety, and suicide. Um, so that's why we feel so passionate to work with these young adults. And, and eventually I'd like to start working with either younger, younger, younger. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people who are on that mission too. So let me, you say young adults. So is it uh, uh, guys as well, men, young yeah. men as well? Yes. 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 I was in a, uh, when you're speaking, uh, this just kept resonating with me. Um, Two weeks ago, I was in my small group that I'm involved with through my church, and um, um, the husband and wife that lead this have a, a son who's about the, Laurel's age and did very well in school academically and career-wise, and then all of a sudden, he lost his job. Mm. And um, so he's dealing with that, but yeah. he's also a good guy, and then there's another what I mean by that is he's just a fine person, good guy, just warm, smart and caring and spiritual. Ooh. And uh, then there was another there's another couple. And when they were kind of sharing about his struggle, not just for a career job, finding his path. His name is Christian, mm -hmm. but was also speaking about young women 
and how they're so difficult <laughs> because they're all so hard, mm -hmm. meaning they're driven. And, you know, it, the word hard was the word that they used. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, so when you were speaking about this, I was thinking what a challenge for young men to be young men today. Yes. Agreed. And very overlooked. Yes. You know, everywhere we turn right now, it's all about empowering women and lifting each other up. You know, there's so much in the media about women yes. and so many organizations that support that, but very little about men, especially young men. And, and the suicide rate in, in that age group for young men is, is huge. And that's what they, they didn't specifically, they don't have the background of statistics, but <clears throat> that not that they were fearful about he, but what they were fearful about, because they're very, um, you know, they are introspective and they're very well-educated. And um, they just basically, we started then speaking about this, about mm -hmm. the potential suicide dynamic through young men and that they're being overlooked. So, Wow. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad that we're speaking about this, Carrie, because this is a I mean, that so resonated with me uh, when they spoke, both families spoke, but a couple spoke. But uh, we absolutely will have this information in the, um, you know, the text of this post, but uh, that people can reach out to you about this. Is that oh, right? yeah. absolutely OK? Um, you can find my website, just CarrieConley.com. Uh, I'm all over Instagram and Facebook. And so is my daughter. They can mm -hmm. find my daughter at Laurel A. Wilson on Instagram. She's on a lot. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're we're on it. <laughs> okay. And um, I will make sure that my my friends um, connect with you as well. They're just you would very much enjoy them. I'm sure I would. But the other you mentioned younger children. Um, I have a heart for a young, I mean, and all of a sudden the Lord has been putting this in my spirit about younger, uh, young adult. I mean, like from eight to 12, yes. you know? um, because it's a tough age anyway. Yes, it is. I mean, I do remember myself during those years. Mm -hmm. It's a tough age, but to, um, navigate the waters today, what would you say to a parent who has a a preteen? Uh, how to to that in their home and often by themselves, you know, because of education dynamic. In the yeah. Wow, we could talk about this all weekend long. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first thing I would say, I have found somebody that I am following that I am devouring all of her information. Um, her name is Dr. Shafali Sabari. She's been on Oprah many times, and Dr. Shafali is known for um, raising parenting consciousness and talks all about how what unfortunately we do as parents is we raise them up to be the way we want them to look, mm -hmm. to fulfill our, stop, our, the, our, our own holes. Mm -hmm. And so we, instead of taking them and seeing them as um, their own spirit, Mm -hmm. having their own purpose and letting them be that and letting them unfold in that we, we take them and we kind of mold them into what we think they should be in this world and um, you know, do the things that maybe we didn't get to do. And so they, they go out into the world with a whole lot of baggage. Yes. We don't do it consciously. No, it's just a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's repeated. So that's the first thing is definitely 
um, find Dr. Shivali's information because she has a lot of courses on it. And some of them I'm taking myself right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing too, especially at the teen years is to be super hyper aware of everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is the key. Mm-hmm. Don't just assume that if they look like they're doing okay, that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I were vigilant when our kids were that age that we knew where they were at all times. And if we, if their friends were in our home, um, we, we stayed up until the last one left. And I think sometimes parents can be so like, they're fine. It's all good. And not knowing that, you know, there's things that could be going on inside that basement that you are aware of. Exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of communication and just a lot of love and a lot of letting them be who they are. You know, you said about bringing them up how you want life to look for them. Mm-hmm. But when life just continues to change and the foundation and the under is not there, I'm talking about out in the world. Yes. That is also where uh, the identity challenge comes yeah. in of what you thought I was supposed to be. And then the world has changed. It's like what we're speaking about young men. And um, it's just, um, I, you know, I could end my career. I mean, the thing is, what I mean by that is I sold my brick and mortar, you know, structure last year, but th- th- that's not what my plan is, meaning my, from a purpose position. But, uh, but my point is that even if it was, I couldn't because there's so much to do for humanity. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing is when you know that you are doing your purpose, it's not a job. No. I can't quit this. I've um, said it yes. yeah, you, know, you can't exactly. quit your purpose. Exactly. Um, you know, I could retire right now, Megan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then what? What you know, what? Like I go shopping all day and go I you know, there would I I would last about a week. Right. Right. Every time I joke about thinking even about taking a longer length of time off, all of my mentors and my friends say, yeah, no, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> you've, you've got too big of a mission, right? I saw a, um, a quote the other day and I loved it. I'm going to keep it when I, when I speak and um, when I do my workshops, my vision workshops. And the quote was something like purpose is one hell of a one hell of an alarm clock. And I love that because when you are living and acting and working in your purpose, yes, you don't need somebody else telling you where to be, when to be, how to stay motivated. You wake up on fire. Amen. Yeah, it's so true. I love it. It is our alarm clock. It's our. It's not just our wake up call. It is action. Yes, it's action. Yes. Yeah. That moment. Let's go back to one thing that you spoke about. Meaning when you realized in your through your mentor as well, but that uh, corporate was not for you. And you went into uh, direct sales uh, and in 1988. There's so, like, and you said, during a season when it was not that commonplace. Right. And so, because uh, I in the timeline that my, my um, entering into that uh, arena was in 76. So 10 years prior, and it was really not, part of the genre at all. Mm-hmm. But plastic bowls were, but not the, you know, mechanics of it. Right. But um but today it's so prolific. 
yeah. so terrific. And so because you're so wise and you have so much experience and you are so attuned and focused on your why and your purpose, what would you say to, um, and it's it's not an age thing, it is not, mm -hmm. uh, but it's so prolific and it's so out there uh, on every level from health products to it, you know, uh, exercise to mindset to on and on. What would you tell a person? And like you said, if you don't have that, uh, other than contacting you and helping, you know, you work with them on their purpose. What would you say to a person who's embarking upon that? Because you'll work through your friends and family very quickly. Yeah. What would you say that probably the top few things that a person should do other than finding their purpose mm -hmm. to before they even go there, before yeah. they even say yes, what should they look for? Well, they've got to have the burning desire because it's the only way they're going to get through. Like you said, the friends and family that in the first 24 hours are the ones who are not going to be your biggest supporters. They're going to think right. you're crazy. But here's the thing is um, network marketing and direct sales is a system. They all have a proven system to follow. Mm -hmm. And regardless of your age, your background, your culture, your education or lack thereof, anybody who chooses to follow the proven system can go all the way to the top and beyond. So the first thing you have to do is you have to understand who in your company, specifically in your upline, is a success at it and learn their system and follow it to the T. Okay. Right. You can't, this is a, this is a business model that you can't be super creative in. You've got to follow the mathematical system. So I was told when I started um, in network marketing, because I, from day one said, I don't, I'm not in this just to sell lipstick. I'm in this to be a leader, to have residual income, earn the trips for my family all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. And so that woman who was already achieving all of that, because mm -hmm. I asked for the right advice. That's another key. Uh -huh. Don't ask the person who's doing it as a hobby because they're not doing it. Right. <laughs> you have to find one trip burning Mercedes driving leader. Right. Mm -hmm. And she told me the math. She said, if you want that, there are a certain number of people you need to get in front of every single month. And we do it in two ways. We either do it in group parties, which is what I did. And I'm sure you did too. Mm -hmm. uh, or one-on-one -on -one facials, which I didn't have the time to do because I had babies at home. So I did the group party thing. Mm -hmm. And she told me you need to do at least two a week with five to 10 people at each one. And that's what I did, Megan, for many, many years, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, have to know it's very mathematical. You have to follow the system and you have to be super coachable and consistent. Consistency is the key to everything in life. It is. Yeah, sure. Well, that's it, it's interesting. I, I'm so glad I asked that question because mm -hmm. I have been um, having owned a spa for almost 20 years. Over the years, people would approach me on different products and certainly the last four or five years and uh, from eyelashes to nail stuff to on and on. And um, I approach everything with, you know, there's there is a system. Yes. And, but yet it's not direct sales. And so, but back when you said that, I flash back to the distributors who own that distrib that uh, Tupperware distributorship in Fairfield County, Connecticut, and how it was a structure. Yes, yes, right. and yes. Yeah. So they're all different, but to follow that structure. That's very good, very good advice and information. Well, I was very blessed that I joined the company, so Arbonne, by the way. Okay. Um, and people know that's my history. 
Mm -hmm. um, that Arbon at that point was about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So in network marketing world, that was kind of young. Yes. Um, and I was very, very blessed and still am. I still, I never left the company. I just expanded what I was doing outside the walls of Arbon and my leadership, right? Huh. Um, because those women, so much of who I've become are be as because of them, them, them pouring their wisdom into me, their belief into me, mm -hmm. you know, all things. But I was like a sponge. I was super coachable. So it's just, you know, people just have to figure out that, you know, what it is that you want so bad that you are willing to plug in and do whatever they tell you to do. So that goes back to that Napoleon Hill burning desire, burn right. the boats. Yes. yes. It's, it's really so applicable to, I'm just scanning my brain here and mm -hmm. it is applicable to every facet of life. Yes. It really yep. is. It is. Yep. And it is that system and that, that desire and follow that system and then take that. And like you said, um, knowing that that vehicle was the tool to do like you back when you wrote your, your on the illegal pad, yeah. knowing your purpose and passion and what it was and how you were going to then, and it gave you the vehicle to actualize that right and from there evolve. Yes. That's the key. It yes. is stopping. It is the key because what I wrote on those pieces of paper were all the things that I wanted, mm -hmm. um, you know, stay at home mom, make residual income. Uh, and I, and I did not know about Arvon when I wrote all this either, right. Right? but I know I noodled some ideas like maybe in skincare or health and wellness, no idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I got introduced to Arvon, I was like, this is what I asked for. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell people when they write their vision and they, they, some people, they resist writing it because number one, they can't see how it's even possible with how their life is right now. Right. Most people want the blueprint first before they'll even dream. And what I have to tell them is, but see, you've got to do the vision work first for it to come to you. That's right. And the That's more right. clear you are, the faster it comes. That's right. You know, I was being interviewed on a podcast last year. I was being the, I was being interviewed and this young man who had, um, been a stockbroker and something happened with the company probably dissolved, whatever, but he <clears throat> opted to, or shrunk and he opted to leave. And now he's trying to figure out his next step. Right. So he's asking me, you know, I, uh, not on camera, but uh, what should he do? And I'm like, I said exactly what you just said, take a legal pad and write down what you love, what you don't love. Meaning he was clueless of what he wanted to do. Yeah. He knew it was not selling stocks, you know, and bonds, right? financial. And I said, really, it was the financial world. And I said, you must figure out what you love. Right. And, but then write down what really makes your heart sing and your life and what you like. So I shared exactly what you said, you know, to have that visualization and to seek out then and let it happen. And yes, just, and it, it will evolve. It will come to you. It is a clear Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's very scary to me when people tell me that they don't have any vision whatsoever, mm -hmm. um, especially in the world the way it is right now. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. You know, when I do when I speak and I do my workshops, Megan, I go through what I call my top 10 reasons. Vision fixes just about everything. And one of them I tell I talk about is how your vision becomes your anchor in all the storms of life. Yes. And I wrote that way before my storms hit. Uh, but now again, 
10 times more important that I talk about that because, you know, the pandemic for the first time was uh, most people's like first big storm. Yeah. Yes. And yes. without that anchor, their purpose, knowing who they are, drift. Drift. Yes. They're just totally out to sea and not sure if they're going to come back and find right. land. Yes, it's very challenging. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I agree with you, Carrie, 100% that um, we're blessed, actually, mm -hmm. to know. Or I say this all the time. I'm very blessed to know my purpose and my passion and that I'm clear on it. And um, it, like you said, I mean, it's my alarm clock. I get up and I know, you know, I might not be 100% clear how the day is going to look, but I know the direction of yeah. the day because it's that next step, that next step leading to the the next goal. So it's, yes. we are very blessed to have that. Yes, and Laurel, are. wow. Now, did she know when she um, was a younger gal, need to have her on um, as yes. well? with you both down the road, but did she know that she was going to be a speaker and an author? And so was that part of her vision? Uh, no, it definitely was not. Mm -hmm. um, Laurel was, uh, it was the summer before her junior year in college when her dad died. Mm -hmm. um, so she went back to college, got her degree in hospitality and then graduated and coming out of uh, college graduation, she went into a sales job, mm -hmm. did it for a year, and she was absolutely beyond miserable, dangerously miserable. Mm -hmm. um, so one day she called me and she said, you know what I think I'm supposed to do? I think I think I'm supposed to do Arbonne with you. <laughs> I said, okay. So I kind of jumped back in. And for about a year, she and I worked side by side on helping her build her team. And it was about that point when my son died. And it was during that time where we both kind of took a little step back and retreated mm -hmm. and really reviewed and it just wasn't her path. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. we, my daughter is a very strong personality. She's a great speaker. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just very apparent that she and I, this was our purpose and this was our mission. Mm -hmm. So we just started creating, We that's when we created our Keep Looking Up book. And um, she now has been on stages by herself. We speak together. We are on a lot of podcasts together mm -hmm. um, and have started creating that curriculum I was telling you about. So, um, but now she is very, very clear about what she loves mm -hmm. and um, could not, could not have seen that coming, Megan. She's, she's the legacy, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's a very exciting uh, to see. Also, people say, you know, uh, to work with your family, mother, daughter, those are tricky uh, avenues themselves. They can be. They can be. Yeah. But you work together and you have that common uh, connection to work through and help others. It's really mm -hmm. very, very special. Um, yeah. I could talk to you forever. Yeah. Um, so our friend... Miss Sharon Lecter um, and Greg Reed yes. um, wrote a book called Three Feet from Gold. And um, I'm sure you read the book. Mm -hmm. And um, Sharon has her success formula. And you've basically answered this, but I'm going to ask you, because I ask everyone uh, this question. But And I'm going to take a, um, a little step through this with us. But, uh, you know, her success formula, your passion, mm -hmm 
-hmm. plus talent times association times action plus faith equals success. So what I ask everyone, so I'm doing this a little early in this because I want to take a left turn over to something else with you, Carrie, because Mm -hmm. you actually answered this. But what is your passion and what is your talent? Well, the passion obviously is I just want to create a movement of people living on purpose and intention and not drifting through life, mm-hmm. not dying with regret. That makes me very, very sad when I see people who are dreamers that just can't get past the fear and the doubt. And, you know, the way through that, of course, is having a really strong vision because the fear and the doubt never go away. Um, I just my vision overrode all of the walls of fear and doubt. That's all. That's, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Say, that, um, say that again. Say that again, please. The key is that you have to have something on the other other side of the wall of fear, doubt, um, life ha- happening that's bigger than the wall. So anytime that I would get ready to go into my office when I was building my business and I would feel the fear or the doubt or something would happen, um, I never stopped, Megan, because what I wanted on the other side of that wall was bigger. Mm-hmm. That's the key mm-hmm. it is. is that you have to have something that you want more than the wall you're facing in front of. And unfortunately, most people <laughs> I joke about this all the time. I see them pacing in front of the wall yeah, for years and years and years, right? Waiting for the fear and doubt to go away. It just doesn't. So that's my passion. My talent is, is that I just have been gifted with being able to speak. Um, I love it. I love nothing more than being in front of a a group of people on a live stage and pouring all this into them and seeing the changes and the impact it makes. Mm -hmm. Right. Gifted with that. And I've also been trained in that a little bit. I've had Mm -hmm. people help me improve upon it and learn how to do it right. So yeah, that's your talent. So I'm going to take a little turn and I don't ask, I have not asked anyone this question, but what you have shared, Carrie, um, the last piece to the success formula is plus faith. Yeah. Share with our guests, share with our listeners, how much that piece has helped you through all of this. You had your pa- you had your purpose, mm-hmm. you understood that, you understand your talents. You've been um, honing that and evolving that. But through these uncharted waters, how did your health, uh, your, health your faith, mm. help you with that? Well, it's everything. I just, I really don't know how people maneuver through this world without it. Um, it is the anchor. You know, even with our losses, Laurel and I both know that the, we, we keep in the, uh, in eternal perspective on life, which is why we, we titled the book, keep looking up. The last chapter of the book talks about our belief in heaven and the fact that, you know, we're all going to be together and one day for forever in a very joyful, pain-free, joyous life. And without that, I just don't know how people, I just don't know. It's everything. It is everything. And in this polarized world, it mm-hmm. seems to be more and more fractured. Right. And um, I wouldn't say harder to attain because it's not, but it's the understanding and the realization 
that it's there and available. Um, do you share that in your program? I mean, it's in your book, as you just shared, but is that part of your program to help them reach that mm -hmm. place? Yes, very much so. Because um, when we speak, obviously, we talk about our faith mm -hmm. and what we know to be true. And um, when I talk to them about writing their vision, mm -hmm. I explain to them that what I'm helping them guide, helping guide them through is getting connected to that higher power like I was at that point, mm -hmm. again, without knowing it. Yes. Um, so, yes, it is a very spiritual thing for us and a very uh, kingdom building thing for us. Praise God, mm. doing what you're doing and helping uh, so many people. Do you have you found the world opening up again to uh, have you on stages and in uh, where where you speak, or is it still uh, challenging to um, reach getting out of, um, uh, let's say a, you know, a electronic medium? Yes. Unfortunately, there are still more virtual summits, and we've been in lots of them. Yes, I'm sure. uh, and they're great. Thank gosh, we had that. Um, but for a speaker, it's very tiring to just do the virtual thing. My daughter and I were blessed last week that we both got to do to go to two different cities on the same day to speak, and in in front of a live group and came home and we both looked at each other going, wow, we have to do more of that yes. because it's a whole other experience of energy mm -hmm. and you know the whole thing. So we, one of our biggest priorities right now, Megan is finding those live stages that are happening and pitching okay. to them that have them have, have us come and speak. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as you were speaking, I said this yesterday just to a friend um, that because Texas is a little bit more open than other states, um, but that uh, we need to put something together. Um, I My platform is Hope and Possibilities. And, um, to, and I'm thinking, I'm just going to step out there, Carrie, and make a statement. I'm going to put something together. I'm going to contact Jan and a few others, and we're going to make this happen. Well, sign me up. Okay. I'm all for it. Yes, you and I saw Jan say hello. Hi, Jan. I will if she's on. And oh, she's here. Oh, good. Hello, yes. hello. So I just said it, Jan. I just put it out there. We're doing it. Okay. And so I, it will be because Jan has this past year, um, just a very, very challenging time. Yes. Uh, losing her husband and uh, Rick. And this might even be the, no, it's not, but it's this month of the anniversary. Uh, so we're doing this, Miss Jan. Okay, Carrie, I'm, I really am going to make this happen. Let's let's get a three-way phone call going in Zoom, and we're going to look at Jane. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. Writing. I would love it. Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Well, Carrie, if you would just stay with us for a minute, I mean, in the green room, and I'll just say goodbye to our guests, and um, I, we'll do this again. Maybe, like I said, with uh, Laurel, and after we get this uh, set up, and we'll continue this conversation. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. And I'll see you in a minute. All right. Well, thank you all for joining Carrie and I. It has been a joy and a pleasure to have Carrie with me and also share not only her journey, but what she has shared with you about tools of how to navigate and find your purpose and that 
essence of what will propel you to not only today, but your future. And I look forward to exploring further with Carrie and to, you know, put all of what we spoke about together. But in the meantime, if you would share this out, because I know Carrie's story will help immensely others going through challenges and tragedy and also having that hope to continue on. So if you would share this out and it is on YouTube and it is also live streaming on my um not live stream, but will be on my website, megandimartino.com. And then on Tuesday, it'll be on our podcast. So you'll see that on iTunes and the other uh, podcasting platforms. So just know that I am here for you uh, every week on Fridays, interviewing another unique leader to give you that information and hope and infinite possibilities that that life and business and whatever you're working towards is just over the horizon. So we'll see you next Friday for Unique Leaders and be blessed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you. My book, Hope and Possibilities, Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.